You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Hot Take Hot Box. This is not the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. I know you guys love and adore that show, but right here we are here to talk about. Unfortunately, you had to drag us out of our our beds, get us in front of the microphone, and talk about the Eagles Super Bowl. It is going to be a tough, uh, cathartic episode, I believe, because you know what? It's still it's still crazy to me how much this still hurts. I was easily able to get over the Phillies World Series because it was just such a good run, and I felt like we kind of were playing with house money the whole time, and it was just you know like that's what it was. This Eagles Super Bowl feels like it's something that slipped through our fingers, and you just never know when you're going to be back. But uh, I'm here with Ty Capone. Ty, how are you feeling? Uh, You were in Arizona for the Super Bowl, but you were not able to go to the game, which I mean is. It would be insane to be able to pull that off for six thousand dollars or however much these tickets were going off for uh, around the game time. But how you feeling? How was how was your trip? How was everything? Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, I liked it out there. I mean, you know, it's hard to have a good time when you know your whole basis of being on the trip is the Eagles winning, and they didn't win. And also, you know, had an Eagles money line bet, had a big Eagles money line bet, had a uh, couple same game parlays that all they needed was the Eagles to win. I would have cashed. In heavy, I would it would I would have been it would have been I don't even want to think about what what, could what that been. Sunday night yeah. could have been <clears throat> celebratory wise. I wouldn't have got home until like five a.m., seven a.m., ten a.m. Maybe never. Um, I'm, I might have died right across the street from State Farm Stadium. Um, but yeah, it was it was you know there was a lot of people. There was <laughs> there was a there was a nice nice amount of people. In that uh, Phoenix Glendale area, Scottsdale as well. It's a little too many people, a little too much action, too much you know cover fees to get in everywhere. And drinks are oh, forty sure. bucks, beers are twenty five bucks, and I'm like, oh man, <clears throat> never doing this again unless I'm a high roller, which I probably never will be. So, uh, yeah, I met up with some people, some ra- I, you know, I, I befriended these uh, this Delco lady and uh, her friend's son. He was pretty cool, and then we met up with a bunch of other people, and they all went in the game except for me. So uh, that was a little depressing, <laughs> but I'm, I'm really glad I didn't because that would have been like all of my money and we would have lost and I would have been upset. So I guess what we should do, <clears throat> excuse me, I got to, you know, my, my voice, it doesn't even want to do this, but we should go through the game. All right. We kind of just not every little moment of the game, but I guess kind of some of the bigger, bigger portions of the game. I mean, these guys, we had a... We had a what, thirteen point lead, or t- sorry, ten point lead going into halftime. And yep. And I mean, at that point, I had basically thought for sure we were going to win. I mean, they hit AJ Brown on that bomb down the field. Um, Which I, I missed, by the way. I was in first, the first drive. They drove right down the field. You know, we got the ball. We drove right down the field. Mainly a lot of, I mean, a lot of run plays, but it was mix, it was kind of mixed up. Little Boston Scott action uh, early on. Kenny, Kenny Gamewell with the first touchdown, right? And now they got reviewed. He and got then Jalen Hurts the one, got yeah. the uh, the old, which they're going to outlaw apparently. The 
uh, QB sneak, which push push, uh, yeah, the tush push, whatever. I guess not the QB sneak, but it's going to be a uh, can't push. You yeah. should not be able to pull. Now you can't push. So, so uh, either way, I think you know Jalen will get the, the sneak is so easy. It doesn't matter. He's too um, powerful. That, that's literally yeah. what he's the perfect size for it. He's like small. The smaller quarterbacks have better uh, like luck with not even luck, but it's just like they're better at it because they you know, the. They have a lesser space to go down to. They the lower you are, low man always wins usually. So, so we go down. We score pretty easily. We were able to uh, dominate a lot of the time of possession. I mean, this game, like the thing that's upsetting is it just seems like this. We played this game about as well as we could have in in, in some portions. Like the offense played really well. I, I know a lot of people are going to say, well, they didn't. They only scored eleven points in the second half and. Whatnot, but I, I mean, they scored thirty-five points overall. So I am not going to sit yeah. here and act like they didn't do their, they didn't hold up their end of the bargain, or they didn't do their job. There's only one uh, part of the field, you know. I mean, I guess one and a half, but the, there's one reason to blame on this game, and it's Jonathan Cannon's defense, basically. And we will get into all that because I mean, the next the next possession, they get the ball. What is it? Six plays, seventy-five yards, three minutes. They go down right away and score a touchdown, and they moved it easily. Okay, Easy. so then it goes back and forth. Like with we punt it, they miss a field goal, which was huge. Uh, Bucker, I mean Bucker's one of the best kickers in the NFL. Rings one off the post, and then we get the ball back and we drive right down the field, but we hit it on a big AJ Brown forty-five-yard uh, bomb. Which AJ Brown? I mean, that's that. Literally, it was so like picturesque because it's like that's the reason you go and get an AJ Brown, right? It's yep. it's so perfect. It's just he goes. You throw the ball deep. The cornerback gets lost as the ball's up in the air, and he just goes out and makes a play. He goes exactly where he needs to be. It was a perfectly thrown ball, and that's that. So then, I believe what is this? They Where went you, three and out. Then they went three and out. Then they went three and out. We got and the then ball we back. Scoop and score. Is that what's going on? That's that right. was big because, you know, we just scored on a big play, and then they go three and out quick, quick. Uh, they, they got like – I don't even know if they got any yards. And then fucking, you know, the only the only mistake Jalen Hurts made, um, Nick Bolton's come, coming towards him, and he, uh, he just drops it. Really, it just comes out of his hand. I know <clears throat> there's a picture – they get called the false start right before that, right? Because that, that was they, yeah. were, they were lining up for the sneak, and then they they weren't able to run it because they get called. I think Samuel gets called for a false start, yep. and it backs it up, and it's just yep. yep, and it's just so nightmarish play after that. But yeah, scoop and score. I mean, listen, uh, Nick Bolton. If the other scoop and score would have counted, that's probably your Super Bowl MVP right there, which is kind of funny because he was probably like plus fifty thousand to win it. Um, but then we scored right after. They punt. We field goal. End of the half. And I'm going in the second half like, listen, we're balling. Patrick Mahomes is limping hard. Now, I mean, I knew, you know, he was going to come out in the second half not limping. Like, they were obviously going to shoot him up with some stuff. And, that you know, that's fine. But uh, the whole second half, we we didn't do any. We just didn't do anything defensively. We, we didn't switch stuff up. We didn't try to blitz. We didn't try to do this. We not that maybe it would have worked because I think honestly, pretty much all of our guys on defense had one of their worst games of the year. James Bradbury, Brandon Graham, uh, for most for for a good part of the game, uh, CJG, CJG struggled a little bit. Hassan Reddick did. I mean, I didn't, hardly saw him. Darius Slay didn't do great. Avante Maddox didn't do great. They they were they were really losing communication on certain plays, and it was something we. Honestly, just haven't seen really all year. You know, like the only guys that really showed up 
were what? TJ Edwards, who had a brutal first half, but bounced back in the second half. Kaiser White played well. Jordan Davis was the only D lineman who was, you know, doing anything, and he didn't really do much. Um, didn't Bodie play like 10 plays or something like that, 11 plays? Yeah, yeah. Josh Sweat, I didn't hear his name called much. Well, uh, uh, everybody was slipping and sliding yeah. all over the place, which didn't help our pass rush at all. Uh, you know, State Farm Stadium's nice, it's big. Uh, I, I, I don't understand what's up with the field, with the logos, with everything. Uh, the same thing happened in the Michigan TCU game, if you remember. Everybody's just slipping and sliding. And I, I just don't understand how this can happen in the Super Bowl, not only the Super Bowl, but you know, this is the Eagles Chiefs, two 14 to three teams, probably like the most, one of the most anticipated Super Bowls in recent memory. Um, and also one of the most watched Super Bowls. Um, you know, I, I, I just don't get how that, how that happens. You know, the fucking um, sod father. They had a 94 year old man oper- in charge of what was going on here. A guy who has chief season tickets. I'm not, I'm not into all that conspiracy, but it's just more of the fact that. Just this shit can't happen. Like uh, literally, I, I, whatever it is, you can come out. You can sit here and talk about why, how, all that bullshit. It just can't happen. This can't yeah. be a thing in your biggest game of the season. And, and it was. It, it. It's not the deciding factor, but when you add up all this shit that we're going to talk about, it all comes into the fact that I, I, I just. Although the Eagles gave it away, I feel like it also got taken away from us in certain aspects, and that that's the yeah. that's the annoying, really frustrating part about this. And I I don't really I like I, yo shout out to Rihanna, she's pregnant again. That was the b- big deal. That but, was an amazing halftime show. I don't know about what you think. I thought uh, it was awesome. I mean, I was kind of on a high from the first half, but I was I was in this little little pit area that we made, and I was getting after it. I'm like, yeah, under my umbrella, yeah. We're winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. Everything. Um, I was fucking livid. I've never liked the halftime show. It is it really doesn't matter who it is. It's just kind of I'm such a hardo that I'm there for the football and it's like no matter Shakira J Lo? Come on. Did nothing for me. Uh Unbelievable. not even last Shakira year. Shakira shaking her ass. Da 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 dun, 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 dun. <laughs> none of it did anything for me. I mean it's it's cool, but it's like <laughs> I think that's more for people who, you know, I guess don't watch or don't really care who wins the game. Uh, um which is, to be fair, is a lot of people who go there. Oh, a lot of people so, who go there sad. and watch the game and watch it on TV. I mean, I'm sure everyone out there, it was at Super Bowl parties with people who could give a two. I mean, they're wearing Eagle stuff, but, you know, they really don't give a shit whether yeah. they win or lose. It doesn't really exactly. affect them. And then you have dudes over there who they, they're they threatening suicide if this doesn't work out. Or they're going to, you know. Me? Yeah, Yeah. I, I was with some people who were threatening suicide. <laughs> it was getting ugly in there. But... <laughs> it, 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 you go from that, and then what it comes out, it comes out what? We give them the ball, and they drive right down the field. Uh, and that, that this was a little five-minute drive, but I think the big – I mean, listen, the big thing is that the, in the first half especially, as well as you played, that fucking fumble was brutal, dude. That really came yeah. back to, like, bite them because if that doesn't happen, they're up, what, 24-7? And they're able to just milk – they can just continue to milk the clock. I mean, their next drive, even though it was a field goal, was – a seven-minute drive. So say they're up 10 as opposed – I'm sorry, they would be, have been up 17, and then they would have scored a touchdown. So, yeah, they would have been up 10 probably. It's just – I don't know. It just – it gets me so – It sucks because the first drive we had in the second half – Even that drive, they could have gone down the field and scored too because they were like – they were. Yeah. I mean, 
it was third and five, but they still could have picked that up. It, it looked like a brutal play call. I don't exactly know what he was doing, but there was a lot of plays where Jalen just had to say "fuck it" and go and, and do it by himself because he was just getting the, harassed. The throw, the throw that he made to Quez Watkins, who needs to be cut. Yeah, immediately. I mean, he um, made throw some was ridiculous throws, man. He that a couple, throw was he was he had Nick Bolton was about to tear him tear his head off, and he just fucking stepped up and threw a goddamn dime that went through his receiver's hands. Uh, the, the throw, uh, I think there might have been two throws at Dallas. No, there's one throw to Dallas Goddard. And unbelievable. One on the sideline was unbelievable. That were just fucking pinpoint. Pin. I thought that Devontae Smith, I, I thought they were going to overturn it. Or uh, I thought they were going to say it was no catch. I was fully anticipating that. But I think they made the right call, if I if if I remember correctly, when they showed all the angles. Because he kind of well, had it trapped against his helmet. and he That one they he, made the right had, play. Yeah. Sure. That, one, that yeah. one was the right call. The Goddard one was a little shaky, too. It but, was, but he, I mean, he, he did get I'm it. I'm pretty sure the, he was in. And then, but yeah. the one, the, the Devontae Smith one that they overturned was the one where it had, like, hit the ground and rolled on the ground, right? Yeah. Uh, there was an, I, I, I'm, I don't know if there, there was, was a couple t- of them. There was a couple of them. I don't know if I'm, I'm blending them together, but the one that they reviewed for, like, a while, and then they came back and said it was a no-catch. The, uh, the Dallas Goddard one, and classic Andy Reid, had, what, Five minutes, three minutes to sit there and and figure out whether that was a good challenge or not. Well, and they, he still threw they, the challenge flag and lost it. Was that the same play where the where the was that the same one where the refs called the flag or called the timeout so they so Andy Reid would call the challenge something like, like he wasn't going to do it. Yeah, and he wasn't going to do it, and then they called a flag, and then like oh you know we'll challenge. I didn't even think that was possible. Um, and then obviously you know everybody's fixated on the hold at the very end of the game. If it happened in the second or first quarter, nobody would give a fuck, but. It, it happened at the very end of the game, and if it doesn't happen, if it doesn't get called, which you know there was a there was a play earlier in the game where Bradbury mugged Juju Smith-Schuster, and they didn't they didn't call it, and I was like, oh okay, I guess I guess that's what we're doing, even though it was very very obvious ac- across the middle on a third and third down, and then this one, um, <coughs> at first I think everybody and myself thought they called it on the left hand, but it was really the right hand that we didn't really see, and he he, he did tug and he admitted it. And, uh, it's just it's it's a little because he because he kind of disengaged afterwards, and people keep saying, "Well, the, the the ball was uncatchable, but it wasn't a pass interference." So that's that's uh, irrelevant. Yeah, but it, I but think that's why they threw you know, that certain flag there. Yeah, I mean, you know, when when you see a guy get a, a handful of jersey and, and kind of pull on it, 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 it's really it's really impossible to get mad at the ref for calling something. I know people keep saying, "But it's the Super Bowl, but it's the last, it's the end of the game, it's such a good game, it's a tough." That's not that's not how refereeing or or judging or scoring works. You don't just swallow the whistle because it's because of the certain scenario. You know what I mean? Like uh, I, I get it. I, I'm with you on and that. I, I really it, it just it still sucks. It's such an anticlimactic way to end the game, and everybody knew it was going to happen. After that, we're not going to get the fucking ball back. Um, we we did, and you know, whatever. Uh, the guy I don't know if it was Gainwell or whatever on the squib kick doesn't return it and just. Sits where he catches it, which is dumb. And then, of course, on the Hail Mary, Jalen Hurts steps on Kelsey's foot, so the ball, you know, barely reaches the 20. Um, I really just wish, I just fucking really wish they didn't call that, obviously. Uh, so we could have had, what, a minute, minute and a half left to, to go down the field Give us a and chance. try to win that? Yeah. Um, and really just do what Mahomes does, do what KC does to everybody and do it to them. You know, we get the ball last, we go down, we don't give you the chance to get the ball, and we fucking win. And I really think we would have, but also I don't, you know, the offense wasn't wasn't really humming in the second half. Miles Sanders, the whole game was a fucking ghost. The first play of the game, he fumbles out of bounds. Um, so I think I, I don't know what 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 his future holds. Miles Sanders, I would like him back on cheapish, 
deal. Uh, I don't know if you're. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't. I, don't I honestly don't want him either. If I if I'm being, I, he had you know he he did look good this year, but there's a there's just too many moments where you're like he's he just doesn't show up. He's a ghost, you know. Um, I like Kenny Gainwell. I like Boston Scott a little bit, and I think if you want to take Bajan Robinson at number ten, I'm I'm all on board for Saquon number two. Um, or if you want to take a running back later, or you want to sign somebody, that's completely fine. Look at the list of running backs, uh, the leading rusher in the Super Bowl from the last like 10, 15 years. It's <laughs> it's a uh, hilarious yeah, list not of anyone players. like uh, above like making two million dollars for three. It's, it was like like Garrett Blunt did it like three different times on two different teams. So yep. I, I'm not worried about him. I could couldn't care less. Uh, if he wants to come back on like a cheap deal because he's you know he's local and he loves being here, sure. You know, two years, fifteen million, or two years, twelve. <laughs> sure, but you know we have a lot of guys that bring back, and a lot of guys have really high market value. So, and we also have to worry about Hertz and, and Goddard and other guys in a couple of years, which you know I don't want to look too too far in the in the future, but it's it's kind of something you have to do. Yeah, I guess let me go back to the uh, the call. The only the, the only problem I had with the fact that the call was made is that you hadn't called it all game. Mm-hmm. So it sets a precedent. It's it's simple to like when you're refing a basketball game or you these basketball refs, they let shit go in the first half, they let shit go in the third quarter, and then all of a sudden the fourth quarter they start calling the game different. That's yeah. just it gave me those kind of vibes. The fact that they hadn't called a defensive holding call in their since the regular season, they they were the officials in the Eagles Giants game. They didn't call it there, and they were also the officials in the Bengals and Bills game. And they didn't call a, uh, or I think it was one of those two. Or I, I I heard that on the radio, and I think the last time they called one was like week seventeen or something like that, week eighteen. And it was late. And it was late, man. Like that's that's that is the yeah. deciding fact. Like the the and yeah. you ended the game. Like that that was essentially the Pretty end much. of the game. The refs made it, they, that decision. I am not denying that it was a hold. Like it, you know, like. That is goes without saying, but my problem is is that there's holding on every single uh, every single play, not only in the yeah. trenches but out wide. That it happens on almost every single play, probably every single play. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. So, for then it to be a thing and it, it to be such a late flag and from the goal it line, like there was a, a lot call. of different. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it just seemed so like. Ugh. manufactured and not like legitimate that's what the anger comes from it's not that like i have no problem admitting yeah that was a hold but it's just yeah. you know you don't and i i i guess you, the, you don't call that there is stupid like you said because it's like a hold is a hold but it's also you don't call it there if you haven't called it all game that's that's what it, yeah. my main problem you was. call it right away as soon as you, you don't call it when the ball sails over juju's head 20 yards down you, you call it as soon as he makes that turn he, as soon as he turns to pivot back outside and he gets the hold, you throw it there, right yeah. right there. Sure. I mean, I, you know, either way, I don't think anybody's going to be less upset because it's still getting called and, you know. But when when you look back and, and, and you get to decompress and then look at the whole game and you're like, oh, well, throwing the flag after it's called, you know, calling a, a calling a, a block after the guy makes the layup to give him an N1. Yeah, it's you know. very similar to that. And that, that shit has always annoyed me. Um, so fucking annoying. Yeah, and I, I guess uh, you know, it, it just leaves a completely sour taste in your mouth. It, it's it's tough to sit around and look, 
and be like, damn, you know, uh, you know, we, we lost to a better team. Like that, I really don't feel like I know that that's such like a loser no. mentality, but I don't think that those guys were better than us. I don't either. I think they were close in many ways, and honestly, <clears throat> they uh, they did surprise me on both lines. I think our O line played pretty well, but um, there was there was a little bit. I don't even want to talk about our O line. I thought our O line was was pretty much. So I'm going to try to get some grades up. Yeah, I mean, our highest graded players are pretty much all of our O linemen graded highly, except for Sayamalo. Um, there, yeah. but it was it was more about our D line. <clears throat> it was honestly it was just about the breakdowns. They kept doing the the man in motion, which hey, Shane Steichen's offense includes zero motion. Which yeah. good luck in Indy. Good luck in Indy. Um, <clears throat> And again, I don't want to like harp on the offense, but we did need, sadly, we needed them to score a little bit more in the second half, you know? And, and they did come up clutch with that when we tied it up and then went for two and got it. I honestly didn't think we were going to do it. I was like, you know what? We're losing now. And this team does really well on their head. And, you know, yep. we we're, we're, things kind of feel like they're, they're deflating. <clears throat> so I lost a little bit of hope, especially I'm like, you know, we have to get a two-point conversion too. Like, I know we're good at shit like that, but like, this is tough. This is tough. And then we tied it, but they kept doing, uh, the Chiefs kept bringing the guy in motion, you know, right before the snap. And then he goes inside and then stops, goes back outside. And every single time, Darius Lay, Avante Maddox, somebody just, just lost their guy. Yeah, the the one where Sky Moore scored, where Avante Maddox is like a little bit past the linebackers and he's running and then it happens and he is just completely he, he like falls because he's trying to pivot and he's so far away from the receiver. Oh my god, what nobody was even remotely close to Sky Moore on that touch. Walked in. Isaiah Pacheco gashing, completely gashing us on the ground. Patrick Mahomes in the second half yeah, with a bad ankle, one and a half ankles, just and running I don't up believe the middle. The, the ankle looked quite fine on that run. I mean, the problem listen, is that guy acted like his ankle exploded in the first half, <laughs> and he's limping around, and it's oh no, and I'm like oh boy, like that's what you know. Uh, unfortunately, the, the sad thing about sports is that guy gets hurt. The normal reaction is oh I hate to see that, but when we're playing in the Super Bowl, I'm I was like, going nuts. Wouldn't be bad so if he happy. if he sat out the rest of the game and was fine <laughs> after the game, you know, like that that wouldn't be the worst thing ever. Yep. And he you yeah. know he came back, he came he came back, and he he looked like nothing was wrong with him. He looked completely fine in that second looked half. Looked better. Yeah, and like, they got they got cooked on those motion plays though. You are completely right. Any time that they were running motion in that, and that, especially in that second half, the, our secondary had such communication issues, and, and just we just got got not only like you said gashed on the run, it was just so repetitive in that second half. Whenever they needed a play, not only were they open, they were wide open, like wide. With, with, with a, within ten fifteen yards away from them. Like it wasn't really even close. And Jonathan Gannon getting that job in Arizona isn't the worst thing either. Yeah, and him staying. I think I saw the tweet a tweet today or yesterday. Howie Rosen told him to stay in Arizona and and interview for the job. He said uh, he said he didn't know he was he was going to stay in Arizona. So basically, he said, "Hey, uh, we're going to go home. You can just stay here. Thanks for thanks for this season that you uh, partially ruined, but just just stay in Arizona and, and be their head coach. Enjoy Kyler Murray. Just have fun." See where that gets you, Mister uh, Mister Jonathan Gannon. Yeah, he. Um, uh, I'm excited to see what we do. Uh, we're losing coordinators and we're losing players, so it's going to be tough. But I like Brian Johnson, the QB coach, who's probably going to get elevated to OC. 
the former NCAA football nine cover athlete. I forget. Um, and then DC wise, I don't know. I, I don't know who, who they want to go get, but I'm sure uh, they have a bunch of names and preliminary a preliminary hot board. So I'm excited to see a little, you know, new new uh, new blood in there because we just didn't adjust, and it was kind of a a trend all year, you know. Um, it, my my problem this game was even if they did adjust, they would have got smoked. Everybody just had their worst game. The front the front seven wasn't getting pushed, and the secondary was having communication issues. That's just, you know, if one of those happened, sure. But uh, the combination of pretty much the entire defense shitting themselves, uh, yeah, <laughs> well, it, it just hurt. Reddick and Sweat be, be basically getting uh, eliminated from the game due to the fact that they couldn't come off the, si- off the sides with the speed the and, edge, and just slipping yeah. on, what, 38% of their plays, or 38% <laughs> of their rushes, which is um, unbelievable. It insane. seemed like the Eagles were switching cleats an awful lot, and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs didn't really have much problem with that. Like they kind of knew what they were walking into, which was a little suspect if you uh, if you think about it. But yeah. uh, uh, I don't know. I, it's just I think that their their ba- their best pass rusher is Chris Jones, and he comes right up the middle. So I don't think he has to go left right. or right. I think our guys have to count on that bend on the outside. Also, and Reddick's been doing it all season long, and he just wasn't able to do it. Yep. He's not like like not a, like physically. Wasn't able to do it because he was going to fall down on the slip and slide. Yeah. Also, we did kind of shut down Chris Jones. Um, yeah. Which is he was the I was scared shitless of him. We had more pressures than them. Chris Jones had four pressures, four hurries, two tackles. That's it. He had a PFF grade of fifty eight. Like he, wow. he he didn't really do much. Uh, honestly, their best players were Jalen Watson, Trent McDuffie, the two rookie corners that everyone's like, huh, we're going to have a great day against them. And I mean. You know, Trent McDuffie didn't do didn't do amazing, but he's he's really small. Also, he got fucking smoked by Jason oh, Kelsey. Yeah, uh, I don't know how he survived because Jason Kelly, Kelsey's got like 130 pounds on him. <laughs> uh, and also, Nick Bolton and Leo Chanel, the two linebackers, both had a fucking amazing, amazing game. Nick Bolton was everywhere. Spagnuolo everywhere. did a like, great job of setting pressure too, from ex- like from yeah, different places the, and at good times. We really got out coached. We did in, in a in a huge huge way, and I think that. That was um, honestly what 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 That's did probably it? Probably the deciding you know? factor. Yeah, you're you're 100 right. No, those other things um, play uh, play a big factor. But yeah, you're right. Like our guys, for the most part, for the most part, did well. Uh, Jalen Hurts had the best. <clears throat> I think the <clears throat> sorry. I think he had the second or no. I think he had the first. Hold on. All right. Yeah, he had the highest passing grade. Um, in Super Bowl history per, per pro football focus. Ahead of Nick Foles, slightly ahead of Peyton Manning, and slightly ahead of, I think it was uh, Brady. So, you know, th- everybody's wanted to see how he would do with a bad shoulder. You know, it, nobody was really worried about Mahomes. Mahomes is going to have his great game, this and that. Jalen Hurts played his fucking ass off. Had yeah. a great game. Three rushing touchdowns. Nobody else could run the ball. He did. And he was dropping absolute dimes. They were getting dropped, this and that. And, you know, the O-line was great. A.J. Brown was good. Devontae Smith was good. Dallas Goddard. And then it, it just it, – it seems like we really – I really just feel bad for Jalen because he, he – all the whole season was still dealing with critics. And then he gets there out uh, – I would say arguably. I don't think it's really that arguably. Arguable. Outplays Mahomes. Outplays oh, everybody. 100% dead. Like, he would have – you know, if we win, he gets Super Bowl MVP and he gets – you know, him and Nick Foles and Peyton Manning are up there for best Super Bowl performances ever. And that's so crazy to think about when we took this guy in the second round and nobody, including myself, including myself, 
I didn't want him. As soon as we, we, the Cowboys, one pick before us took Trevon Diggs and I laughed because I, I, for some reason, thought he was going to be a bum in the NFL. And then we take Jalen Hurts. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Um, and we almost took Jeremy, we, apparently we almost took Jeremy Chin. Uh, thank God we didn't, even though I did want him, funny enough. So did I. Um, that's how much, that's why those guys get paid to do this stuff and we don't. I exactly. Guess. Yep. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck do I know? Seriously. Um, so I'm just really proud of him and just the mindset he has, the, the person he is. You can tell he's the father of a coach. You can tell he's been just raised amazingly his whole life. Very disciplined, smart, calculated, and he's just a fucking dog, man. Uh, and just a leader, a, a true natural born leader, something you can't teach, something Carson Wentz absolutely could not do. Um, I, I feel confident that he's our guy. I just, you know, and I also feel confident that we might not have to give him 200 million. You know, I feel he, he might take a little bit less, not, not a pay cut or a team friendly deal, but just not the most he could get, you know, cause his market value is going to be high. Look at Daniel Jones. <laughs> that guy's going to get like 30 million, which is hilarious. So it's going to be 45 to 50. It's going to be in that neighborhood where he's probably going to get paid right under what Mahomes makes. If I had to guess, or he might even, I guess in theory, make more, but I think with the, the contracts are such bullshit now. Cause they'll just continually, yeah. Probably rework that thing as the years go on, and he's gonna he listen. He's not going anywhere, so I, I have mm. no doubt that they're gonna figure something out. I mean, the, the, if Wentz would have played well, they made a good uh, like uh, signing in that in that sense, right? I mean, that was a good contract yeah. at the time. I think at the time, one hundred percent. Yeah, like it, when when they signed it, it was like, all right, cool. Like we locked we locked up our franchise quarterback. We're good to go. It's not our fault that guy completely lost his mind after we won the Super Bowl and just. Forgot how to yeah. play football. That's literally what it seems like. As soon as Frank Wright ben went Simmons, to Markel Fultz effect. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like that happens in this city a little too often in comparison Mickey to other Moniac. places. Shout out to Mickey Moniac out in L.A. now. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess what a good, it's such a shame because it was such a good season, man. It really was. Like They were so dominant all season long. They were the best football team this season, and they just they just came up short, and that's, how, that's what's kind of sick about the NFL. I mean – the Patriots were eighteen and zero, and they just didn't have a good game in the Super Bowl. They got they got beat by a team. Maybe that was better that day. And I don't even really think that the right. Chiefs were better this day than us. I thought we, yeah. we played well enough to win that game. I, I yeah. thought you know our defense didn't, but our offense put up thirty five. We gave them and we gave them seven points on a fumble. So and, and there's calls and there's a slippage and there's all sorts of this bullshit that happened as well. It's just uh, it's a tough one. I really would have loved to see Jalen get that ball back with a minute 30. That's what I feel like we got robbed of, not only as Eagles fans but as football fans because it just would have been yeah. incredible to see. But, again, you, you, if you see a hold, you got to call a hold, I guess. And I just didn't like the different aspects of it, how it hadn't been called. and you know. But what are you going to do? You, you lose. You come up short. I guess now the question is uh, what do you do next, right? So there's a lot of guys – that are might not be here next year. You got Brandon Graham, you got Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, you know James Bradbury. Uh, I mean, they, help me out with some Edwards, of these names. T.J. Edwards, Tyler White, yeah, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, Isaac yep. Sayamalu, Miles Sanders, and Dominican Sue, Linval Joseph. They might not matter, but we need some depth, you know. Especially um, if Jordan Davis isn't going to be able to get on there for more than fifteen snaps. So yeah, so I think honestly. I think the priority is – I think T.J. Edwards has to stay. I don't think he's going to necessarily get that much money, but he's he's like the quarterback of the defense. He was honestly solid all year. Yeah. Maybe he turns in the shit because, honestly, linebackers in general 
are very volatile. It's a fucking hard position to play, and you're a big boy, and you know you have to be big and quick and and smart, and your process you have to process everything quickly. I don't even know how they do it sometimes. So I think TJ has to stay. I like Kaiser White. Um, I just think they have Nicobe Dean, and they're you know they they were prepping him to kind of fill in for somebody eventually, you know, slide on in. Uh, we'll see if he can get the job done because he really didn't play all year. And I think Jordan Davis are expecting him to take, you know, more responsibility. And the pre- I, honestly, I, I hate to say it, but I hope Fletcher Cox is gone. I'd rather, yeah. mu- I'd much rather like uh, have, have Linval Joseph. Out. We have to find out about Jordan Davis. We can't keep yeah. leaning on. I mean, yeah. Fletcher Cox, like you said, though, he didn't have a good year all year, pretty <laughs> much, other than the playoffs. Yeah. Like he kind of woke up kidding. in the playoffs, but I don't know. I assume they might draft somebody on the line with that 10th pick or maybe with their 30th pick. Um, I think Marcus Epps should go. I would love to see Reed Blankenship get at least a partial chance, maybe bring in another safety or draft somebody to, um, to you know, compete for that starting spot next to Chauncey. But they also have to sign Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Yeah, they got to bring know, him back. Led the, league in, led the league in picks or whatever, and, you know, he got traded right before the season started. Had to move to safety. Didn't look good in the first half, but then he started balling. Then he gets hurt, comes back, and balls out even more. Uh, he's a dog. He talks a lot of shit. Uh, I didn't like him at Florida at all. <laughs> but we, he's 25. You know, he's gonna, he's probably going to get like 580, possibly. So I'm in. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, we, it's either him or Marcus Epps. Which one do you keep? It seems uh, like an easy decision if you to make. Me keep, yeah, if you make me pick, that's an easy one. Uh, I think Epps will get paid a lot less, but he's not as good. And yeah, I, th- I think simple. you said, like you said, you can find somebody else to f- fill his position. Uh, maybe if it's not re Blankenship, then you can go outsource it and get it from somewhere else. I'd like to keep sure. Marcus Epps. Believe me, I, I do think he is a quality member of the defense. But for what he's m- he might get paid, I don't know if that's something that I'm interested in. Yeah, uh, and JB, James Bradbury is probably gone. Honestly, if I had to choose between him and Slay, I might keep him. But we don't really – we can't do that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, we can't, we can't. Are we going to have the sleigh conversation? Money. It's maybe not yet, but you know, he is, <laughs> they're both, I think actually he's 31 or something like that. 32. It's going to happen soon. Um, I kind of, as soon as we traded for him, like, great, we got a washed up player. He's exceeded my expectations uh, and he's still played well, but it, it's, it's going to fall off a cliff. And also, uh, anytime somebody criticizes him, him and his wife go to Twitter and, uh, they don't, they don't like being trolled. So. You got to be a little tougher than that, uh, Slay. Also, he doesn't like being called Darius, which is his first name. Or a very odd individual. But either way, I digress. Um, Isaac Sayamalo, I think they're ready for him to walk. That's that's completely fine. They have yeah. Cam Jurgens, Jurgens. Uh, hopefully, Kelsey doesn't retire. I know he's been talking about it, but I don't see him doing it I yet. I really don't want him to. I think, yeah, I mean, I, especially when he's playing as well as he does. Yeah. But yeah. I, I wouldn't blame him. I mean, he's had a great career. He's got really nothing other than. It probably would be tough for him to walk away after just being in the Super Bowl, but I mean, I'm losing to his gotta, brother. Yeah, you got to want to play though. That's that's the big thing. Yeah, and it, same with Lane. Yeah, Lane gets hurt. You know, another bad injury. He's gonna have to get another surgery, and uh, he's still playing at a high level. I would love to see him come back and dominate still, but you know, the clock's gonna eventually tick. He's like the only one left from that dra- from that draft class. So um, we'll see what happens with the line. But yeah, I mean, I think they have some guys. You know, I. Ready to maybe not ready, but that they want to step up and and fill into uh, the role of the guys that are going to depart. We'll see. I mean, there's there's some big big uh, decisions they have to make, and then they have they have two picks. They have, I think they have four top 100 picks, and then that's it until the seventh. 
Yeah, and they're the best O-line coach in the league, so that's always a good uh, thing to have. And they have Dickerson and Mylott on the left side locked up. Hopefully Mm -hmm. keep Johnson, and maybe you just have to fill those two spots in the middle. And you already, like you said, you already have Cam Jurgens, who we don't know if he's ready yet, but if he has a whole offseason to get ready and be ready to take over. Yeah, they like him. I trust, like you said, with the best O-line coach. They took him. You know, nobody really was, like, expecting them to take him. They obviously took him for a reason because they love him. I think they might have compared him to Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey um, like gave his blessing on it too. Like he, right. he liked him too. So, so that's I, I love it. They know what they're doing up there. And I, honestly, if they take somebody at number ten, like Peter Skaronski, who I doubt will be there, he's probably going to be one of the first linemen taken. He's more of a tackle guard, probably a guard. Paris Johnson, he's a big tackle uh, from Ohio State. I wouldn't be mad or surprised if they took a lineman at ten uh, or Bijan Robinson, the running back. I, you know, they could go in any different direction, but I think it's going to be very telling. Uh, whoever they pick and and how they pick their guys this year, um, what what direction they're leaning, you know, into the off season. Like uh, honestly, Joey Porter Jr. at number ten, I would fucking heard that. love that. I have heard absolutely that. love that. Or Devin Witherspoon or Christian Gonzalez, any of those top three corners, because you got to expect Bradbury's gone. Bradbury is, will he's be, on a one year, probably be gone. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a lock. Um, he I was on a one year prove a deal. So I think Sanders is gone. Yeah, uh, I just don't think that he's gonna he's gonna try and get paid. He's gonna act like he is the marquee running yeah, the back. Twelve hundred yards. Yeah, no. and, and I just wouldn't bring him back. He uh, we gave him the keys to the to the ship this year, in the most part, and he just kind of couldn't even really couldn't even get on the field for the Super Bowl. You know, I mean, during the Super Nothing. Bowl, like he he really like even in that uh, NFC Champion, like he just wasn't their guy anymore. I mean, Gamewell was, was Gamewell. way more effective. When he yep. got the ball, and it seemed like Sanders and he plays well in the passing game. Sanders would always so. bump it outside. The same, he was doing the same shit that we had problems with when he drafted him. He was bumping it to the outside. Yep. He really couldn't hold on to the ball. I mean, the first play of the game, he could pick up like five, <laughs> six yards, and he stops, stutters, runs to the outside, gets knocked out for like a loss of a yard, and fumbles the ball while doing it. So yeah. it's like. Oh my God! I mean, Boston Scott is basically just like a poor man's Darren Sproles, and he just comes in and and get. He's a nice guy to have on their thing, but they definitely yep. do need a running back. So I'm going to go through what we need. We need a running back. We have our quarterback locked up. We need a slot wide receiver. That that One goes without saying. We need a number, We need a wide receiver, and that might be in the top two, three of things we need. Yeah, I mean, we have two stud receivers, but after that, we have like complete liabilities. Like you know, Quez Watkins, if he could just hold on the ball, he'd be fine. You know, he'd like. But some teams have good threes, you know, like Cincinnati Bengals hate Tyler Boyd. I would fucking kill for him to be our Absolutely. wide receiver three. Same for KJ Osborne in Minnesota. Like, there's, you know, I'll take anybody. They get Seriously, the ball, man. They're important. I don't want Zach Pascal, but no. I'll, I'll take some guys. Uh, I'm sure the Lions will have to get rid of one of their receivers. There's going to be some guys on on teams that are getting worse that maybe leave. Braxton Barrios. Uh, sure. Get a little, uh, we get have, a I feel like white we never, around in there. I feel like we never have a little a little white slot receiver ever. <laughs> no, so but we I do we need, need somebody like trustworthy in that position. Like Quez is yeah. not trustworthy. He doesn't make big plays. Uh, even he just runs down the field. Yeah, he just that's runs it. down the field. And that's not really Cardio. like I, I say. Quez could stay on the team, but it's like as like that. Like you bring him in the, yeah. to change it up, and he runs like a, a beeline down the field. We need someone. Jalen Rager, come back. No, thank you. We, we need someone who can <laughs> <laughs> who can go. Across the middle, and uh, you know, like not a Paris Campbell, but someone like that. And Nelson just, Aguilar. Yeah, not him yeah. either. Um, <laughs> although Aguilar got better as as the years went yeah, on. Rager just, just hilarious. Rager just stunk. He always did stink, and yeah. he continues to stink. Right. We just yeah. need somebody, that? man. We need somebody who can come in and make 
make make some plays. And I wonder, like, the, we're not going to get him, but just it instantly pops up. Remember when we were thinking about getting OBJ? How yeah. clutch that would have been in, in a game like uh, Sunday's. That would have been nice, uh, but I mean, he's gonna. I wonder where he's gonna go or how what what's gonna end up with him because now he's fully healthy. I'm right. sure you know they're still waking him up on that airplane. I wonder what uh, what's gonna <laughs> put happen. him in first class. Yeah, please. put him in first Don't. class from now on. I wonder where he goes. There's a lot that in the overall NFL that needs to be decided. Uh, but I guess we're gonna, we might need a lineman just for security yeah. if Kelsey were to dip out. I don't know what they would uh, do there. Uh, they would have two holes necessarily uh, to fill, and I just—I mean, you like you said, a lot of it would come from in-house. But I wonder if they would look around, maybe even draft someone and bring yeah, someone. Yeah, I in. think they—they they usually end up taking taking good, linemen all the time. It's a good thing to take, man. It's really, really fourth is. round, third round, seventh. I, it doesn't matter. You, where do we get Jordan Mailata? Seventh, right? He, yeah, seventh he was round, almost undrafted. Uh, that was a bit of an anomaly, but you know that just shows the work that we can do with some guys. Yeah. You know. Um, I think we need another edge rusher. I think Brandon Graham is probably going to be cooked soon. I know he had another good, honestly could have been comeback player of the year after tearing his Achilles at 34, coming back and getting 11 sacks. Um, but I think he's going to slow down. I didn't notice him in the Super Bowl at all. I didn't see 55 no. once. No. Um, I think you can count on Reddick and Sweat and some guys. Honestly, do we bring back J- Javon Hargrave? Because he's going to get a lot of money. That's the conversation I, like I was him, trying to like. But he's 30. Yeah, I don't know if that's the guy I so, want. Like, we got lots of value from guys like Sue and Linval Joseph. I don't know if I really want to. I'm good on Sue. So am I. No, no, no. Yeah, like those guys. But no, you're you're 100 right. Like we got some, you know, 10 snaps from Linval Joseph, 10 snaps from Adamic and Sue, 15 snaps from Jordan Davis to give everybody else who's already good, give them a break. But you know, you got Fletcher Cox who's regressing and almost done. You got same thing with Brandon Brandon Graham ish. Um, Maybe Hassan Reddick, uh, maybe he doesn't repeat his performance this year. Uh, Robert Quinn, that was just you know you an later. absolute waste of a trade. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe you get like one more little situational edge rusher like a Yannick Ngakwe or uh, an Arden Key or somebody that can just just fill in a little bit to, to rush pe- rush pass. Wow, uh, pass rush. I'd like to see them get younger on that. Uh, like you said, you labeled all the names. There are a lot yeah. lots of old guys out there. I'd like to see them get younger yep. on the uh, D line. And I'd like to see Jordan yep. Davis take that next step. I think Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat, you have at least pillars oh. of, even if they regress a little bit, it won't be to the extent where you're completely fucked. But yep. uh, I guess a linebacker, you know, you you, uh, you might lose yeah. someone, you know, or two. You know, it's possible you lose two. And, and Kobe Dean's going to come up, and he's going to take over one of those spots. But, you know, hopefully, there might be another right. one. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, hopefully he's ready to go. And who knows? I mean, TJ, you just named everyone. TJ Edwards, Kaiser White, they're all they're both all free agents. agents. Yeah, they're they're both free agents. And, so, uh, yeah, I think obviously a corner and a safety, or at least a corner, hundred percent corners. Yeah, maybe two corners. You maybe you sign and draft one. Yeah, um, they don't like drafting corners early, so I don't. I, I really am not anticipating Joey Porter Jr. Getting picked, although he is from Penn State, and they have a you know hard on for Penn State guys, and I, I love Joey Porter Jr. Not yeah. just because you know he makes me feel old being Joey, Joey Porter Jr., but um, he's got he's got length, he's a dog, he tackles. Um, I, I would love him at ten, or or the kid from Oregon, but um, honestly, I think they probably go line, O line or D line at ten because there's so many. There's Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech that that screams Eagles pick. He's He's like a big. He's a freak, but he's not refined, and he needs a little bit of work. You know, he's not a oh, developmental yeah. prospect, but he needs a little bit of work refining his technique. And they're gonna be like, "Yeah, we can, we can absolutely 
you know, turn this no, freaking nature into Allen, dude. Yeah, add like 10, 15 pounds and add some, add some, um, just experience. Miles Murphy, another one who can kind of be a pass rusher or a, a D tackle. Um, you know, they know what they're doing, specifics. I don't know what, you know, one technique, three technique. I don't know what exactly they want or are going to need, you know, in specific. Also, we need a new D coordinator. So, that's that's going to be a whole thing to to you know reconfigure. What 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 does the DC want? You know who does he want to fit his system? What is his system? So yeah. honestly, who I'm just you, not. I wouldn't be surprised. Who do you want for your D coordinator? Uh, I don't know, man. I saw some. I don't really does know Lovie names. Smith like that, get you going? Like. Uh, no, not at all. What I about? Mean, uh, I saw they're interviewing Sean Desai I, from uh, the Seahawks. I don't. I don't really know much about him. I saw Vance either, Joseph but, is interviewing as well. I wouldn't mind Vance Joseph. I feel like he's 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 a good. I really wanted Brian Flores, but the Vikings scooped him up. Um, I saw they uh, there's like a connection with a Panthers linebacker coach. I don't know, I don't know his name or anything, but I'm sure there's going to be like I, I didn't know either of our coordinators before before the they got hired. So uh, we'll see, we'll see. I, I really am excited for Brian Johnson. He was the QB coach for the last I think year or two. Um, it worked really well with Hertz. I know Shane Steichen gets a lot of credit for developing Hertz. I don't know how you really divvy up that person, like that responsibility. Who actually was in charge of it? Maybe it was just Hertz himself. Exactly. I think uh, that's but a I, lot of it, I right? do like you know Brian Johnson was kind of a similar player to Jalen Hertz in college. Um, I like that. I, I you know he's young, smart, worked through the system really quickly. Became a coach. I think he's only I think he's still in his thirties. So um, yeah, I mean, there's probably other assistants. Maybe you know that that eventually we have to replace. So uh, maybe guys in our front office. It seems to happen to us all the time. After 2017, you know, we're, we lost our uh, a bunch of guys in the front office. So yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, it's, it's going to be a busy, busy off season for Mr. Howie. It's going to be fun, and yeah, I, I think that's a big thing. Is that D coordinator? I still, I still think they'll stay four three. I think they have. The, I don't think they're going to go with somebody who's a three four guy. Yeah, uh, I saw Rex Ryan might get the job in Denver. There's some big names that are getting floated around. Hide your girlfriend's feet pics. From yeah, him. watch out. Mark Sanchez tattoo on him, but uh, I don't know. I, I really, I, I would, I would kind of just like somebody who uh, can make some adjustments and can uh, yeah. is, is kind of more of a. I know, like I hate when people were like, "We need an aggressive defense. We need the blitz." I don't think we necessarily need the blitz, but I feel like sometimes with Gannon's defense, he just let them kind of the offense dictate what was going to happen a little bit too much, as opposed to yeah. imposing your will on another team and kind of just you know taking control of that side of the ball. I would like that because I mean, it's not like he didn't have the uh, personnel; like he had a talented defense last year. And they played well. They did. They did a great job last year. I don't want to. Uh, there's a reason Jonathan Gannon got a job, and there's a reason why he was the. I think they had the second best defense in the league. Uh, I just. Um, I was. I guess I was just kind of done with some of the. I mean, the adjustments were a problem. There was times where we just got completely cooked. I mean, that Cowboy game, we got cooked. I mean, they just kept leaving Josiah Scott in the uh, right in the uh, what's it called in the slot. And they moved CeeDee Lamb into the slot, and he was just going to work on him. So, and it was just really yeah. we did nothing to, to change that. But I guess what Both I want to talk definitely need some help. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We I, I saw mean, I I just sorry keep interrupting good. you. I just saw um, somebody say I think it's Albert Breer said Gerard Mayo uh, maybe a an, an option for DC. I forgot he interviewed for our head coaching job before we hired Sirianni. Oh, that I would love awesome. that Gerard before a player. Uh, you know, Patriot system. He had that defense looking good. Uh, 
Vance Joseph, like you said, would love that. Uh, I guess Vic Fangio. I mean, he's you know he's. I think he's in he's uh, about, Miami uh, now. A couple of years. Uh, that's right. I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna say he's a couple of years that. from uh, kicking the bucket a little Jesus bit. You know, he's, he's he's a bit old. He's a bit old. I'm just saying. But um, yeah, I back to back to you. Sorry. So. I would like. I guess we could go to the one of our favorite times of the year, uh, and I love doing this mock drafts, baby. Mock drafts. Let's it do is it. mock draft season. We have some good picks too. Two first round picks, so it's always something fun to talk about. There's a lot of drama up at the top that is uh, not going to involve us. You know, people maybe trading for quarterbacks. Maybe Chicago will be trading Justin Fields. I don't know what they're going to do. I doubt that they do that. I think that they'll just. If anything, just draft you know around him Will as opposed to yeah, like I would pick Will Anderson. I think Will Anderson's gonna be one of the best players in all pro. I like I I rarely like I guess you know rarely say that like I'm a fucking uh, you know Nostradamus or something <laughs> like that. But I I just really like Will Anderson. Every time I'd watch an Alabama game, he was always having an, an extreme impact on the game and on the defensive side of the ball. He's a uh, like an outside linebacker, DN pass rusher sort of guy for anyone out there because I know a lot of people don't even give a shit about college, and this is the only time that they really pay attention. But Will Anderson is a big-time, big-time player. They have him going to the Bears. This is WalterFootball.com, by the way, for everyone out there who is following along at home. Two, Houston Texans. If you're the Houston Texans, who are you picking? Um, probably a quarterback. C.J. Stroud, they have him going above Bryce Young. Uh, he, you know, was he? I don't even know what his uh, forty time is. I guess they have, they don't really have it uh, on here. Yeah, Stroud can move. He can move, but he didn't run ever until like the last couple games of the year. He's, he's I don't love him as much, uh, but I also like, like him, you got Bryce Young. Bryce Young, I love Bryce Young, but he's so small. Yep, you know, like, and then you have Anthony Richardson. He's a bit. He's so big and so athletic, but like, can he throw? Uh, and then Will Levis, I mean, he has a he has fucking cannon, insane, dude. insane arm. But he's you know he. So I, I wouldn't Lynch. say slow. Exactly, I wouldn't say slow, but you know you, you need a little bit of mobility. I guess he's been getting compared to Josh Allen because he's big and throws the ball hard and fast. But Josh can move. A lot, yeah, Josh can. Josh is a big old fullback. So I see. I just see us getting different players at ten. I, this one has Bajan Robinson. Another one was a corner. Another one was a D lineman. I think we're probably going to go defense. This one, dude, Stroud to Bijan's going three to the Cardinals on this one, which Jeez. is fucking insane. I doubt that they do that, but right, yeah, uh, they're I, saying that I he's like a top uh, a top six uh, pick in this draft uh, on the on the little tidbit that they have written underneath. But Bryce Young at five, he's five eleven, man, that's insane. But he is going to the uh, to the Indianapolis Colts on this one, which would be a huge pickup for the Indianapolis Colts. To finally yeah. get a uh, a franchise quarterback, first one since what Andrew Luck? I mean, it's been it's been a while. They've had a, a revolving door of quarterbacks in Indianapolis, but Seattle Seahawks Jalen Carter, D tackle. So that that's Stud. I mean, Seattle is set up for the future, man. With that that Wilson trade, and then the Broncos tanking this season. <laughs> so they, I mean, they're just going to continue. They have that that pick, and then they have their own pick, right? I'm pretty sure later on in this draft, but yeah, I think they're like. Somewhere, I don't know if they're in 20 or around that. They have two like, top 25 picks, I think. Detroit Lions, Tyree Wilson. That, that would be a, a nice pickup for them. Uh, Anthony Richardson going seven to the, to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. 
That is uh, right. I guess what's the name? Car is gone now. So car's gone. Yeah. Some. I mean, wait, I guess the, the the decision will be made on what Aaron Rodgers is going to do too, because he might come back. That he might retire. He's in the darkness right now. I'm pretty sure, but. <laughs> He, he might come back. He might he might get traded, you know, because, I mean, Jordan Love looked good in his little uh, stints, but it's – if you're, say, the, you know, the Packers, do you really – like, do you – can you turn your back on Aaron Rodgers when he's still playing at this high of a level? And he kind of just rolled that team, like, almost into the playoffs this year by just sheer will and power. It took them a while to get on the same page. He, he had no weapons this year at all, man, and he did all that with – you know, they, Romeo Dobbs and, and Christian Watson. It just, uh, but back to the mock draft. Sorry, I can keep going on about the NFL. I mean, we we could do a three hour uh, show on this. Miles Murphy, <laughs> DN, D tackle, Clemson. Will Levis going to the Carolina Panthers at nine. The good thing, I guess, for us this year is that there's a lot of quarterbacks going up in this top ten or, or possible. We're, and we're right behind. We're right behind a team that's probably 100. I think Panthers. If anybody, they're definitely taking a QB. You know. Oh yeah, or they're gonna trade up. So there's gonna be trades. I think we're sitting in a good spot, right at ten. Like if we want to trade back, uh, you know, to like a couple spots, why not? I wouldn't be against it. We kind of we traded up. We need to get some picks together since we don't really, like you said, we have four in the top 100. Then we don't draft till the seventh. I could see us maybe moving around some picks and getting, you know, yeah. some, some other shit in the back end, which would be nice. But here we go, big moment number ten. The EFF Eagles take. Isaiah Foskey, DN Notre Dame. I swear to God, I didn't look at this beforehand. Uh, Foskey's good. I wouldn't be against that. He's kind of a uh, yeah, like a, they have Brandon Graham won't be around much longer, so the Eagles will need an edge rusher for the future. Philadelphia's pass rush was horrendous in the Super Bowl. Anyhow, whoa, whoa, whoa. come on, watch your mouth. Hey, Isaiah oh, Foskey had a huge eleven nice. sack campaign. He possesses great potential. He is a good DN. He was a huge part for the uh, Irish this season. And he does have a lot of Brandon Graham like qualities. It's it, it seems like uh, I don't know about personality wise, but play wise on the field, he's kind of got that powerful speed rushing sort of um, vibe to him. And I would not be against that at all. I just I, th- I think the end O line, um, you know, anything like that in that first ten, that that tenth pick. I think that's where. You really the least amount of busts happen. I, that might be a crazy thing to say, yeah. but it seems like the safer pick is to go on one of those two uh, lines of scrimmage, and you know, like get. Uh, we're not going to go wide receiver again, uh, unless Bijan's there at ten. Then I, I would pick Bijan Robinson. Uh, any of these guys ahead that fall, it would probably be Bijan Robinson would be the only one. I mean, Tyree Wilson, but it doesn't look like he would be there. Uh, but I always like to look at um, behind us because that means the the guys we could possibly pick. Peter Skaronsky. That sounds like a guy who can fucking who can block the quarterback, man, from Northwestern. <laughs> uh, that would be somebody I would. I I don't know anything about him, but that name just strikes Sign me up. as a fucking ball player, dude. Big, a big white, six four, three fifteen. He seems like a guy who can play, man. Quentin Johnston, uh, Paris Johnson from uh, Ohio State. So Jack, Jackson Smith and Jigba. He he's fucking incredible. Uh, so there's a lot of wide receivers, it seems like. Uh, Tyler Steen, Brian Branch. I'm not going to go through all of these, but they're well, let's see what we'll, I would like to see what they have for Eagles picking at 30. Joey Porter Jr. here at 17 to the Steelers. Interesting. How about that, huh? Uh, Christian Gonzalez going 18 to the Lions. Run of cornerbacks here. 
Jordan Addison going 22 to the Ravens. We got Zay Flowers. How about that? 25 to the Giants. And then Michael Mayer going to the Bengals. That would be a great spot for him to end up. We should take him. Yeah, that, dude. Uh, I wish we needed another tight end. Uh, I mean, you can always use one, but fuck it. Uh, yeah. Clark Phillips the third, a cornerback from Utah, so the they have the Eagles picking I like it. at 30. I like that. He Darius Slay and James Bradbury have been oh boy have been an amazing duo, but both will be thirty plus heading into twenty twenty three. The Eagles will need to replace one yeah. of them soon. Clark Phillips has some size issues, but has plenty yeah. of talent as a potential slot corner. Oh boy, um, I don't know about that. Now <laughs> that is a need, uh, though. You know, that I mean, it always is. Avante Avante Maddox, uh, you know, been there, done that. I'm good on him, but. but who knows? Like you said, they could move back. It seems like there's a lot of different options. Uh, there's a lot of good players in this draft. I mean, Jameer Gibbs from Alabama is a quality running back. I think the Eagles at some point are going to have to pick a running back. Just depends on what they, uh, yeah. when they do it, Absolutely. or if they maybe sign someone. There's plenty of running back options. Uh, the guy from UCLA. Um, they're. they're Like usual in these drafts, they're littered throughout. But I guess we've spent enough time on the Eagles. We've spent enough time on the uh, draft, and uh, we'll be back. I mean, we'll be talking about this probably all season long. Uh, Who knows what you know? Derek was Derek Carr was meeting with the Jets today or something like that. So there's so much shit that needs to be figured out, and this mock draft will change so much from here until April. It's going to be pretty crazy. But all that, yeah. So I guess I did want to talk about the Sixers first before. we get out of here because I don't know how much we'll, uh, we'll probably, maybe a little bit of Phillies after, but uh, I guess uh, overarching sort of thought Sixers are third in the East right now. They are two games ahead of the Cavs who they just beat the other night and they are, th- you know, a, a half or what, two and a half games behind the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I guess I ask you, Ty, how, how should I feel about the Sixers? Um, you should probably be hesitant just because okay. of all the other years. And also Joel Embiid saying, yeah, my foot's fucked up and it's been fucked up for a little bit. That's very terrifying. Uh, the all-star break is not that long. You know, you get, he shouldn't play in the all-star game. Probably won't, but like, it's not like he's getting a couple of weeks off to heal, you know, like, um, he's going to have to, he's, he's carrying it. It's, him and Harden have been awesome together. And I think they have like the most assists, like they're the best like duo in whatever, uh, stat you want to say I know I, I don't even know how to word it right but the most assist to another player is Harden to Embiid by far over any other duo in the league it's just um I just worry about the depth I worry about Doc Rivers I worry about us guarding guards and wings it seems like every game there's either a a, a guard or a wing that goes off against us um it's really just about playing in the playoffs man we just seem to fold every time no matter uh, no matter who we have, no matter who we play, no matter who's our coach, um, our offense at one point was I think top ten in the league. Now we're kind of middling. We're in the middle of the road. Um, can we shoot? That's another issue. I think this year we've been one of the better shooting teams percentage wise, but um, still, you never know. I do love the addition of Jalen McDaniel's. Uh, big fan of him. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, Tyrese Maxey's back, and it seems like he's been playing well lately um, from that injury. So I, I think I think this might be our better our, one of our better teams in recent years. Um, I just I, – I don't know. 
I think the East is tough. If we were in the West, I would pick. I might. I might pick us to win the West. Maybe not now. Uh, after the Suns got Kevin Durant, but um, the you East go is through tough, all them man. Teams, man. Yeah, you're right. The Nuggets don't scare me. Grizzlies don't scare me. Kings, Clippers, maybe the Suns, Mavericks, Pelicans, yeah, Timberwolves. You know, War- like Warriors are nine right now. They might not even fucking make the playoffs. I don't like the Knicks or the Heat, but they give us tough games pretty much every time. Uh, the Cavs, we, you know, I, I like I like the Cavs a lot, but they seem to be uh, very, very uh, not great on the road. And we played them tough the other. They played us tough the other day. They almost came back in a game where I bet on us. I was a little wary there. Yeah. Um, but honestly, dude, the Bucks are they won twelve in a row. Yeah. They're fucking rolling, but they're not even in first yet. Uh, the Celtics are almost they're winning games and they're going to OT without their whole start five. Yeah. Uh, just terrifying, you know. Derek, when the, I think we played them recently, I went to bet against bet on us because they had Horford out and Robert Williams out and J- and Marcus Smarter is out, and you, know, you got Jaylen Sam Hauser at halftime, and they still went. <laughs> Derek White is just splashing. Sam Hauser is hitting threes. Blake Griffin, the ghost of Blake Griffin, is owning us, and then he's trolling Doc Rivers after the game. Yeah. Ugh. Well, it um, seems like if you're white, if you're white, and you go to Boston, you activate goat powers. And that's that's a little concerning. You might want to look into that. Yeah. Everyone, but yeah. Um, so I, I kind of just it's just the same worries. I I don't like hate this roster. You know, um, I think hopefully D'Anthony Melton can just be a, a solid defensive piece. Maybe hit some shots here and there. PJ Tucker, uh, I think he's going to get exposed in the playoffs against you know obviously Three can't years. guard. Yeah, obviously can't guard Giannis. But uh, it seems PJ Tucker when he gets tasked with. A you know top of the line player, he just gets shit on. And again, I you know it, it's going to happen, but we, we we need him to be that that uh, defensive stalwart, I guess. You know, we don't have Ben Simmons anymore. We don't he's have Matisse Thybulle. He he just he's too old. Yeah, I really yeah. what really never for the most part was that he gives guys like he can give a guy a hard pro like hard time, but he I don't know. He's thirty seven. You know, I I don't know how much we were going to expect from him. It may, this is the only year we were going to get a good year out of him. And I was watching that Cavs game the other night. He, he couldn't even get on the floor at the end of the game. So that that's – I would like yeah. to see them add another wing player in the buyout market who can shoot. I mean, they got Dwayne Dedman. I'd like to see somebody who could actually get oh. some minutes out there. You know, it, Dwayne Dedman. I mean, oh. It's good to see them actually playing Paul Reed now and him. I mean, Paul Reed, for what it's worth, when he's your backup center, is a good player. He really is. Like he, he, he brings. The thing is, when you come off the bench, you need to bring energy. You need to play hard. You need to be getting boards. You need to be running the floor. That's what he does. Montrezl Harrell doesn't yeah. do that. He's he's too small. <laughs> he stinks. So bad. He's not yeah. good anymore. He's lost his explosiveness. And Dwayne Dedman. Oh my God. I mean, the he, Heat needed he's a backup so old. So badly. He's so that they old. Got rid of him. He's. I don't <laughs> even know if he's that old. He just seems old. He just seems so <laughs> fucking old. <laughs> Yeah, I think he's only like 34, but he looks old. Oh my god! Uh, also, we had him before, and he didn't. He sucked, and then we traded him, and he became okay. And now he's back, and he sucks again. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's... Like, what the fuck? Oh. Uh, Isaiah Joe, a guy that we could have used, is out here oh. hitting like 49 percent of threes, like leading the league in three point percentage. Are you, uh, you know what the me? what the fuck? That's exactly what we needed, and you know he, he wasn't good here. We didn't give him a chance. Our coaching sucked. All oh, you know, whatever. I tried to have yeah, the coaching staffs back on that, but they made me look stupid, man. I was like, ah, oh, yeah. I mean, he if he was good, he'd be playing. And then he's out there just yeah. cashing threes for the Thunder. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, I do like – I do kind of like this team. 
Tobias Harris still, man, you know, he, he gives you something and he takes it away. When he gives you something, he takes it away. You know, some games he takes over at the end, like in the fourth or overtime. I think, I don't know who it was, but a, a, a recent game, he had like 10, 10 points in the last couple minutes, uh, hitting clutch shots. But just so many, you know, he's a defensive liability. And so many times, if the shot's not falling, I don't really know what he's going to give you. So I, I do have some concerns with the team against the uh, upper echelon of the East, but. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if the Cavs are the the team right behind us, I I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. Maybe I maybe I should have higher hopes for this team. I don't. What do you think? Well, I don't think they can compete with those top two teams in the East. Uh, in, yeah. in a seven game series, I think the Celtics will work us over, and I think the Bucks would have no problem with. Us. I mean, I think we'd match up better with the Bucks. But if the Celtics are healthy and they have, I mean, the, the thing the thing that separates our team and those other teams is those other teams are so deep, man. Like the, when you have yeah. guys like Derek White that you can pull off the bench, and, and Malcolm Brogdon, and, and just name after name, and Robert Williams, Al Horford, you know, you still have Jason Tatum, oh, Jalen, like it's like Marcus Smart. It's it goes on, and then you have Muscala and Hauser coming off the bench, banging threes. It makes it a really tall task to take these teams out. And then when you look at our team, and we have what you know, I mean, Maxie's coming off the bench now, but. What is it after that? Niang, you know. Uh, yeah, he's not. If he's not hitting threes, he's pretty much useless. Paul Reed, um, Jalen McDaniel's, Shake Milton, Shake Milton. I mean, come on, man. That's what <laughs> yeah, separates I mean, it, us. And basically, what it really comes down to is those top two guys need to play well. James Harden, Joel Embiid, they need to be healthy and they need to be playing well. Come. Uh, the playoffs. So that's why when you hear that foot shit, you're right. It's like what what is what are you even talking about? Your foot's fucked up. Then you need to not be playing because I don't care how many games you play from now until April. I only care that you are 100 percent in April and in May yeah. and in June. Luckily, that's all that matters, and that's all I really care about, truthfully. So I just yeah, I have a tough time believing that they're going to be able to compete. But I I would. I would love to see them match up against what the Bucks in the second round. That's what it, that's what it would be right now. If, this, tough, if the man. season they, ended they roll today, out like Pat Connaughton and J- Grayson Allen, all the annoying guys, Javon Carter, all the annoying little fucks yep. off the bench, Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez, uh, and they're not even there. You know, they have Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday and Giannis. So it's like, fuck. You know, if Tobias Harris, what's, is he supposed to stop Brooke Lopez or Bobby Portis I didn't even or Giannis? Talk about I, Tobias. I mean, he Tobias is so frustrating. It's just it can't even. I don't even like to think about it or put it in the words because, like you said, so like give and take, so hot and cold that you can't. He really can't trust him. And then the one game, I'm a sharpshooter. You know, tell a friend to tell a friend, and then he's like 0 for seven from the next night. You're like, oh, nice. uh, I guess you're not a sharpshooter anymore. But I don't know. He. He's a guy who can't be trusted. He's slow. He really can't guard anyone. We're really not good at guarding anyone, to be to be honest. That's what always concerns me uh, come the playoffs because the regular season, you don't really need to play defense. In, in the postseason, you need to play defense, and you can get yeah. cooked on, on you know, it turns it like we always talk about. It turns into a half-court game, and it turns into who's got the, you know, who's got the better team, who's got the better coaching, and year after year after year, we get cooked in that department Definitely every not single us. year. Yeah. <laughs> so how do we how, how do we win in the playoffs? How does it how is it different this year? Well, I think the only re, only way is that Joel stays healthy throughout the hit, the run. I think what really killed us that, that our last run was him getting hurt and kind of like I didn't think we were going to make a run anyway because it kind of just was too sloppy. But 
it didn't help that that guy was out for the first two games, and we basically punted on the first two games uh, on the road uh, in the Miami series. It's possible we go up 3-1 in that series if we're able to steal one of those. But what ultimately killed us last year was uh, coming out like dogs in that game five in Miami and just basically giving the, giving the series to the Heat, and that was yeah. that. We have a tendency to do that. That's the problem. We have a big tendency yeah. to do that. We will see if what the Nets are, if they're able to hang around or be in the playoffs. I mean, right now they're they're the five seed, but you, you could easily see them falling out because they they've traded all of their Bridges. guys. But Mikael Bridges, Draw if he's going to drop fifty night. every night, then I guess that's hey, we could have uh, had him, right? Yeah, we could have. We traded him for what Zaire Smith. Yeah, guy retired from the sport of basketball at 20 years old. Yeah. Not even 21, 20. Guy had some peanut butter and almost died, man. That's that's where <laughs> that started. Oh, uh, man. That's, all right, so that that's our Sixers talk. It always ends with, uh, you know, like it, it's <laughs> it's just so, no matter what, they're 38 and 19. I, I just would feel like literally a disingenuous asshole if I was on here going, listen, this year's different. This is this is yeah. going to be the like. How can you even tell me that? How, like, I've had people be like, "You need to get on board," and I'm like, "I am kind of on." Board. I watch them every night, you know. So I'm like, yeah. not that I'm not on board, but I'm like with one foot in, board. one foot out. Yeah, like I'm on the bus, but I'm like ready to like hop off when it slows down enough that I won't get hurt, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I I just what like what is what's different? Seriously, what is different? I mean, D'Anthony Melton is a good addition. He's a he's a nice come up. Joel's not playing any better than he did last year. He was oh, second in the MVP. Maybe Harden, again, Harden performs right? in the playoffs. That's basically the only thing that can really – and he had one good playoff game, and that was awesome this past year. I was yeah. at that game. I had, I blacked out. Like, it was it was incredible. I had never seen him hitting them step-back threes, screaming to the crowd, and then the next game comes out like a dog, like a fucking dog, man. They just laid down in that Miami game, and I'll never forgive them for that. I'll never forgive them for the game seven. I, there's so much stuff, shit that they've done these last few years. How the hell in God's name can we act like this isn't happening or hasn't happened? So, God damn. I, see, this is why I try not to talk about Sixers. I'm going to be in a straight jacket by the time I'm done my, uh, being a Sixers fan. But uh, let's let's keep it moving. All right? it, you don't have anything else to say on that, right? I, I, did I? Uh, I, I didn't. <sighs> All right. That's about it. <laughs> Baseball's back. How about that? We got, we got pitchers and catchers reporting. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'd like to see some odds on who's going to be the. Uh, I saw twelve to one on Andrew Painter to be the uh, NL, NL uh, Rookie of the Year. So wow. that's uh, that's probably not happening. He's he needs some time. I don't even think he's going to start the the start with the big club. Um, and I, th- I I don't even know. He's he's only nineteen, so that's just probably not. He only has twenty eight innings above single A. Uh, he was dominant in Double A, but he's probably going to start the season at Double A, move up to Triple A. I wouldn't be surprised to see him come up in September. But he, yeah, like I said, he's only nineteen. I think he's. Let's see, when does he turn twenty? Yeah, he's he turns twenty in a couple months. So that's probably not happening. Twelve to one seems, you know, not that great of odds for somebody who's nineteen. But uh, I mean, he's, he's going to win it. <laughs> he's got, I think, three and a half good, you know, three and a half great pitches. So yeah, it's pretty much just about, you know experience innings uh hopefully staying healthy because you know young guys like to get tommy john surgery which isn't the end of the world but also just a huge huge wrench in their developmental uh stage um yeah him or mick abel I, mick abel he he needs more work than andrew painter andrew painter's a big boy throws hard has a nasty curve nasty slider uh really good command so i'm excited for that 
for you know, I'm not a Phillies fan, but I, I do like Andrew Painter. I've been hearing about him for a couple of years. Him and McCable having two you know stud pitching pitching prospects. Uh, remember they had Sixto Sanchez. Got rid of him. Perfect timing. That guy, I you know, fell off the face of the earth. I think he got. I think he got fat. Uh, and then this offseason, he lost a bunch of weight. So they dodged a bullet with that one. Uh, let's see what they do with these guys. Your Dodgers are second in the odds to win the World Series this year. Not plus happening. 750. Uh, Not happening. The reigning no champions chance. are the favorites at plus 600. So it seems kind of wide open here. Uh, Yankees are plus 800. Which Not happening. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that either. Braves are plus 800. Mets are plus 800. Mm. Potters are plus 1,000. Phillies are down there at plus 1,400. I kind of like that. Um, I would like the Phillies or Padres at those odds, but um, I think it's going to be the Astros again. I mean, somebody the baseball players are so weird because usually the best – not usually, but a lot of times the best – it's always that best of five series where you know the Dodgers get eliminated or the Astros or the Yankees get eliminated. It's, oh, I hate best of fives, but baseball playoffs are definitely very random. Um yeah, I'm probably going to go Astros. Astros or Padres, man. I, I think the Padres have made some pretty good moves. They keep making moves. The Dodgers are doing nothing. They're waiting for Shohei Otani next year, which, you know, maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, who do you think? So I guess we can go through the divisions real quick. The cent- the AL Central, plus 135 for the Guardians. Do you think that that's a uh, – I mean – I don't really like some of these fucking divisions are so like they're just wide open. Like the Guardians are the favorite in the Central. The East has the Yankees at plus one ten. Red Sox are plus two thousand. That's that's crazy how much they yeah. suck. Shout out to my friends up in Boston. Uh, minus two hundred <laughs> for the Astros out in the West. That just goes to show you how much of favorites they are. Mariners plus three sixty. That's interesting. Cardinals minus one fifteen to win the uh, the NL Central. The East. The Phillies are plus three hundred. Ladies and gentlemen. Plus three hundred. Wow. The Mets are plus one forty, and the Braves are plus one thirty-five. Verlander's going to suck this year. I don't care what anyone says. And minus one forty for your Do- Doyers for the Dodgers. So, uh, who's going to win the MVP? Juan Soto's the favorite at plus five fifty. Mookie Betts, Paul Goldschmidt, Ronald Acuna, Fernando Tatis, Nolan Arenado, uh, Manny Machado, and then the closest Philly is Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, Pete Alonso. Lots Broad. of names up there. <laughs> um, I think Shohei Otani, the favorite out west, by the way, or out west by the American League. Yeah. yeah, MVP in the NL. Let's see. I like. I kind of like Tatis or Acuna if they stay healthy at their at their value. Well, Tatis um, is going to miss the first part of the season, though. You got to remember that. Uh, well, there you go. Never mind. Maybe uh, maybe Machado. He's he said he's going to opt out after this year. Maybe he's uh, hunting for that big money. Maybe the, the Phillies go after him. Doubt it. Um, yeah, we don't have any. Not. I mean, hey, why not keep spending money? Anymore? Yeah, I know. Why I mean, not? Hey, honestly, base. I mean Acuna. I think I I do like Acuna here. Uh, I, unfortunately, I you know I don't like the Braves, but he every time that guy's healthy, he plays well, and he he balls yeah. out. I, I could see him was that plus one thousand. I like that, and uh, that's definitely something worth taking a shot down the field on. But other than that, I guess that's you know baseball so early on in this uh, discussion. We got the World Baseball Classic. That should be fun, March. Yeah, how about that? Uh, plus two two twenty for the uh, Diamond or for the Diamondbacks for the Dominican Republic. <laughs> Jesus, and yeah, that uh, roster is insane. Plus two forty for the USA. Plus two seventy for Japan, and then it's everyone else pretty much. Fourteen hundred is the next one for Venezuela. So their team's also disgusting, but yeah, um, I don't. 
I don't know if the Dominican Republic. I, I mean, it's just kind of funny to see their team. I mean, you got Julio Rodriguez, Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Vlad Jr., Jose Ramirez, Rafael Devers, T. Oscar Hernandez, Gary Sanchez, <laughs> Jeremy Pena, batting eyes, and Jeremy Pena is a very good baseball player. Um, and then, you know, their pitching uh, is also disgusting. I, let's, I think they have, like, some of the best clo- – I think they have Edwin Diaz, um, Alcantara, Christian Javier. Oh, their team is uh, so filthy, dude. Framber Valdez. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Luis Castillo. <laughs> it like you know, just, just I don't I don't know what our pitching looks like, but uh, and it's in Miami, so I kind of you know I kind of want to go down there. I kind of want to be able to hit some games. My dad said we were going to go if he got a car, but he did not get one yet. So it looks like Papa Capone has lied to me. <laughs> but either way, I would love to go see USA. And Dominican uh, matchup for the ages, but we'll see. I, I'm very excited for it. I wish, you know, I hope this is a thing that happens all the time. So every couple of years, whatever. Yeah, I'll be rooting for the U.S. because we got a couple of Phillies on there, so that'll be uh, fun to at least have something to watch. NCAA tournament right around the corner. That is always fun. Um, but other than that, right now we're just still mourning our Eagles, and we'll be back. There's this NBA All Star break. The Flyers stink. I don't really watch hockey uh, now. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't. And that's pretty much it right now. That's that's all I got to say. If you have anything you want to say, Ty, before we get out of here, I don't. I don't. I, I'm I'm pretty much uh, all exhausted. I'm pretty tired. I'm not going to lie. I, <laughs> I exhausted a lot of energy yelling about the Phil, not not the Phillies, the Sixers, and the Eagles. That I, I really don't have much to give you guys. I'm sorry. Uh, an hour 15 is as much as you get out of me, and that will be it. This has been the Hot Take Hotbox. Uh, if you did not listen, listen to the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. We did a banger of an episode yesterday, given the picks for this upcoming weekend's card. You shouldn't bet it, but if you want to, you might as well go in there with a smart card and uh, take a little action on Blanchfield, Moneyline, or Absolutely. things of that nature. So. Till John then, Jones in a couple weeks. John Jones will you listen to the show, guys. You will be the smartest people when you go to your MMA parties <laughs> and know what the hell you're talking about, and you will have inside jokes that no one understands. So, yep. <laughs> like I said, until then, we'll be back next week. We will have another hot take, hot box. We will have another shoulder strikes MMA podcast, and you will see us, and we will see you next week. Peace.